You're listening to the best of a place of peace. This weekend, as another Super Bowl standoff ensues and fans gather in the stadium, in living rooms and around bounteous buffets to cheer on either the Cincinnati Bengals or the Los Angeles Rams, how many will realize the impact the outcome of the game will have on the lives and futures of the coaches and the players? To the fans, it's a game. It's entertainment. To the men directing team strategy and the men executing that strategy, however, it's a business. It's their livelihood. Thus, the pressure is daunting. I came to realize that fact when I profiled the late, great Miami Dolphins coach, Don Shula, for a book I wrote about the moral man in the public arena. Since the Super Bowl of 2022 features the Cincinnati Bengals, the team Don's son Dave once coached, it seems appropriate to re-air that interview in which Coach Shula candidly reveals the emotions brought on by the pressures endemic to football and fame and how his Catholic faith helped him endure and even thrive through it all. Here is that interview originally taped after Shula experienced Super Bowl triumphs. Today, we are going to air for the first time ever an interview conducted with Don in the 1970s, the springtime of his life, just a few years from his perfect season and two Super Bowl triumphs. The interview was for a book I wrote about the moral man in the public arena, in which Don was a chapter. The interview was not meant for broadcast, just for recording accurate quotes. But this weekend, as former players, coaches, family, friends, fans, sports writers will reflect on this legendary athlete's legacy, we thought it would be very insightful to listen to Don Shula in the prime of his years, in his own words, tell what suffering and success, triumph and failure taught him about life and most importantly, his relationship with God. As his defensive coach, Bill Arnsbarger, defined Shula, Don is great because of the decisions he has made, and the decisions he has made have been based on his religion. His faith has made him the tremendous person he is. So here's Don Shula in our conversation in his own words. Well, thinking back, uh, I've had... Uh a few recollections that uh, were really tough. Of course, the the loss to the Jets in Super Bowl III, that had to be one of my biggest disappointments. And I didn't really realize it after the ball game, but the volumes and volumes of things that were written afterwards about the upstart American Football League beating the established National Football League. And I was uh, earmarked as the the first coach to, to lose then our second Super Bowl loss to Dallas and New Orleans. I think you were down yeah. saw that game. Yeah, I and uh, I could still see you walking up the stairs. That uh, what that did is uh, just uh, earmark me as, as the, the first coach that's ever lost two Super Bowls. So although a lot of was that worse than the Jets loss? Well, just the fact that uh, it was on top of the Jets yeah. loss. Now, despite all of the wins and all of the good things that happened to me. I, those were the things that were always pointed out, and, and I was constantly reminded of that. 
when your trademark is that you can't win the big ones, it's, it's pretty disturbing. I think that would bother anybody because uh, you don't ever like to have a label like that. And the uh, strange thing about that whole situation was that uh, the night before the, the Super Bowl against Washington out in L.A., I couldn't sleep. I'm sitting up uh, thinking about 16-0 and 0 and what a tremendous feeling that is. But if it happens to be tomorrow night, if it happens to be 16-1 and 1 and we lose, then I'm back as the uh, as the guy that can't win the big one. It was the most pressure that I've ever had on me. But the fact that I had to go through all of these frustrations before experiencing uh, satisfaction made satisfaction that much more meaningful to me. I asked Don, when is God more important, in victory or defeat? Well, to me, God uh, was more important in defeat because I needed something. Uh, that's where the inner strength came from. Uh, you can put on a show of being strong and calm and cool and collected, but uh, down deep you have your own doubts. Uh, you wonder, can you win the big one? Uh, is it possible, or am I always going to be the guy that's led up to the altar and... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, let go. And uh, so what I uh, made myself do after those frustrating defeats is I just got off by myself and, and made a visit and lit a candle and, and uh, asked God for his help. And, uh, and uh, that, give, that did give me strength. Enabled me you felt to, you got it. Right. <laughs> no question I got it. The thing I didn't want to... Uh, developed is the uh, the why me syndrome, uh, the self-pity, feeling sorry for yourself, and, uh, and thinking that God has aimed something directly at you. Yeah. Because of uh, my faith, I was able to, to get by that and continue to just charge ahead, uh, continue to, uh, to believe in what you're doing, what you're teaching, what you're selling, and, uh, and hope that uh, the next time that it counts that uh, you're going to be the one that uh, ends up on the winning end. I hoped and prayed that, uh, that in the future that uh, my day would come. And the minute that uh, you stop thinking that, that that's going to happen, and then you lose uh, whatever confidence that you have to have in order to continue to get the job done. If the people that you're responsible for ever sense that there is any self-doubt on your part, then uh, the, you know you're not going to be able to get the message across. But if you show them that you believe, and this is the way that you want it done, this is the way that it has to be done, and although it hadn't worked in two big games previously, that uh, down the road it is going to work. You got to continue to to show that strong belief in yourself because they analyze every action that you make when you're up there in front of them, with the, the inflection of your voice, the, the way that uh, you uh, carry on, and just always being analyzed and uh, they're looking for anything that, uh, in their minds uh, they think might be a fault or anything that might show weakness and you can't ever let it happen. I then asked Don the uncomfortable question, how would he have coped had he not won that third Super Bowl? That's a good question. Uh, I think that if we hadn't have won in the third try and my record would have been 16-1, and one, that I really, I think I might have been buried. There was a lot of, going into the ballgame, there was a lot of uh, things that were being said behind my back about uh, he'll choke in a big one, he won't be able to do it when it counts. And uh, if if we hadn't have done it, then I think that uh, there would have been 
a real effort to bury me, and I think that I might have had some some doubts myself if I hadn't been able to come. It would have taken even a greater strength and greater faith in, in order to get over that. But, that uh, would have been nice. Thank God I, I wasn't put in that test. <laughs> After the Super Bowl triumph, Coach Shula then felt a sense of responsibility. I asked him why. After having accomplished, and especially the manner of accomplishment, I just felt uh, so much uh, gratitude. I felt that I owed somebody something. And uh, I've always uh, felt that uh, with success, you get a lot of recognition, but you also take on a lot of responsibility. And I feel that it's my responsibility to tell the story of success, uh, the frustrations, the rewards, the accomplishments, and to try to set an example uh, by leading my life in a way that anybody that, that is looking for an example can, can see that uh, there is one that's uh, trying to be set for them. So I've tried to live my personal life that way, and, uh, to, uh, to uh, live with my family that way. I was all of a sudden put into a position of recognition and uh, looked up to, and I knew that uh, the tremendous influence that, uh, that professional football has uh, on the family, uh, the husband, the wife, uh, the children, and uh, I wanted to take great pain at uh, pains at uh, being able to live my life in a way that, uh, that uh, hopefully somebody could... Uh, if they were looking for an example, couldn't find it. Uh, I'm, I'm not the type of individual that uh, tries to re go out and recruit anybody for religious beliefs or uh, to change. If, if somebody's interested in what I believe or they seek uh, help, then I'll sit down and certainly try to tell them what I feel. Do you, down, but, do you do that sometimes? I, yeah. If they, if they do ask, and, and some do, then I'll try to help them every way that I can. But uh, uh, I, I'm not the uh, what was it the old Jehovah Witness that, that, that used to yeah, come around come and knock on your door and, door and uh, <laughs> trying to recruit you. And I resent that myself when it, when it happens to me. When somebody tries to jam something down my throat, I, I pull back mm -hmm. and uh, pull away. So I've tried to do it the other way by trying to lead my life the best way that I know how. It became well known in the football arena that Don Shula attended Mass every day. I asked him when that practice began. Well, I've heard you know a lot of uh, remarks about uh, going to Mass uh, daily. I try to go every day that I can go. I don't feel I've committed any great sin when I don't. But uh, I think that, uh, by going, uh, I personally feel that I'm starting the day off right and, uh, taking a few minutes to uh, think about uh, what's going to happen that day and what I'd like to accomplish and, uh, so it helps me personally I enjoy doing it and, uh, and uh, if it's an example for others then I'm happy about it. I asked him where that religious fervor came from well I, I, I had a you know a great upbringing uh, my mom my dad uh, all of us were God-fearing, church-going, Catholic grade school, public high school, Jesuit-trained uh, college education. So I, I had a you know a tremendous religious background, 
and uh, that's where it really there, there wasn't anything false about it. I, I really believed, and, uh, so I had the, the, the basics for it. And then, because I was involved in such a competitive thing, and because I felt that uh, that uh, I needed all the help that I could get, I started as a player to uh, to go to mass whenever I Did possibly you? could. You know, when I was a rookie with the Browns, and the pressure was on as to whether I was going to make it or another guy was going to make it. I started to. Um, to go to daily mass, and that continued on through my playing career and coaching, and uh, I've just uh, tried to, to make it a part of my life. I'm a conscientious guy, and uh, I uh, I set out to do something there. I, I, I work hard not to fail, and uh, try to uh, solicit the help from the man upstairs. I believe that God is up there, and that. Uh, but I ask for his help and uh, try to do my job uh, to the best of my ability so that I can uh, try to live in his image and likeness. That's my prayer every day. With great success comes the problem of adulation and ego. Coach Sula kept his ego under control by remembering this. That I realize that there is a supreme being and that he's been very important in my life and that that's important to me, that, that, that he's given me the opportunities that I've had, that uh, he's blessed me with the tremendous family that we have, uh, the great opportunities. There haven't been very many negatives when you sit down and really think about all of the things that have, that have happened to me in uh, my lifetime. It was widely accepted that Don Shula hated to lose. I asked him why winning was so compelling to him. Competing is uh, what's important to me. Uh, winning, of course, uh, is. But uh, I just, you know, I, I guess again, it's. Uh, I was just born that way. Natural instincts. Uh, I just like to be uh, in the in the arena in competition. Why? I was that way growing up on, on the playgrounds and in uh, uh, high school. I just enjoy it. it to me, it's uh, fulfillment. It's a release of, uh, I guess, energies. That, uh, uh, people ask me about hobbies. I don't really have any hobbies. You know, I enjoy competition. If I talked about a hobby, it would be golf or it would be tennis or it would be some other form of uh, competi- competition, same as uh, football and baseball and basketball and track work. But, uh, you know, that's my way of life. I've always been... Uh, uh, in some sort of competition, I'm just, uh, you know, real happy that that my daughters, two of them, are involved in in showing horses, because they're experiencing something that uh, that, that boys get in in competition, the uh, preparation, the uh, the actual competing, and then the uh, the uh, finality of it, uh, whether you succeed or whether you fail. Yeah. And then to try to learn something from having succeeded to, so that you can succeed again and to uh, to walk away from failure, uh, not making excuses or worrying about it, but to, to try to look back and learn something from a negative experience to help you the next time that you have the opportunity to compete. They're getting this in, in showing horses now that, uh, that they wouldn't get if they didn't uh, have this opportunity. Boys get it. Michael's getting it in athletics, and uh, and uh, David's gotten it in athletics. And it, uh, 
it helps them in the classroom and it helps them uh, uh, certainly when they when they get out of the classroom and have to go out into the world to try to make a living and to uh, to uh, raise a family and to be a part of society. Don Shula's definition of success is somewhat different than others. You know, my definition of success is uh, peace of mind that comes from knowing that, that you've given everything to the job at hand. It's not necessarily measured in the one loss column. But if you prepare for something and uh, you do work as hard as you possibly can, uh, when you're tested, if you uh, if you don't come out on top, then you can still walk away and, in my mind, be a success. Don Shula regarded coaching as teaching. Well, there's no question that uh, going through the things that, that, that I ask him to uh, go through uh, as a player in preparation for the competition, uh, that, uh, there are a great many lessons that uh, they're going to learn that are going to help them in, in later life, whether they uh, stay in sports or whether they get off a new business or the, uh, the, uh, the family part of it. Uh, there's so many lessons that you learn in sports that can help you in a family. Wow. The, uh, well, the leadership part. I think the two most important things in leadership are credibility and communication. Credibility uh, is being able to sit down and have a relationship with uh, an individual that, uh, that you're responsible for in a, a teacher-pupil relationship and to have this uh, pupil believe that what you're saying is uh, true, that it's got validity in it. And the minute that you lose credibility, then you lose leadership. When, when this doubt uh, transpires between the, the teacher and the pupil, if the pupil uh, senses any anything that's wrong, any uh, anything that uh, doesn't have um, oh, it's not it's not the way that it should be. It's not true, and uh, you lose the uh, leadership that, uh, that you're supposed to uh, deliver. And the communication is, you know, no matter what the problem is, if you keep the door open, you can always work it out with the, with the family. The worst thing that can happen is if you don't speak. Coach Shula was known for being very candid with his players, even blunt. I want them to um, to believe that uh, that everything when you're that everything that I do is authentic, and that there is no uh, attempt to try to um, to uh, misdirect them, no no attempt to try to uh, con them or in any way to. Uh, be uh, less than truthful, mm-hmm. and as long as I have that respect for them, uh, they may not enjoy some of the things I tell them, but I'm going to tell them what I think at the time as accurately as I possibly can, and, and it usually works out that even though they don't like what you're saying, you might be telling them that you know that you don't think they have a future in professional football. Two or three years from from uh, then, they'll come back and say, you know, coach, I really appreciated what you said to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm as opposed to uh, the flowery, bubbly type of thing that uh, that would be pleasing to them, uh, as opposed to the what you think is the telling it uh, straightforward. I asked Don Shula how his religion influenced his coaching. I took a great deal of pride in a year that uh, we were 17 and 0, going back and and um, analyzing our performance and 
and seeing the statistic that we're we uh, were the least penalized in professional football, mm. which meant that we accomplished yeah. within the system. Yeah. I've always tried to do things within the framework and not try to um, look for the easy, cheap way to succeed. So I, in answer to your question, I, I just, you know, trying to do what's right, and that certainly stems from my religious background. I asked Don what he thought was the greatest challenge to remaining a good Christian in today's world. The church is going through some trying times right now. You can see it happening around you. You see fewer and fewer people going to church, families dropping completely away from it, uh, children having a tough time to being motivated to uh, to go to religious classes, to go through the sacraments that were just the way of life for us when we grew up. And I think that the biggest challenge is to, uh, to make yourself above and beyond uh, the, um, the easy way out attitude that so many young people are taking and so many families are taking now that, uh, you know, why go to church? Uh, why do something extra? And uh, I react just the opposite. When it, when it seems to be happening that way, I tend to go the other way to try to, uh, again, be some type of an example. And what does faith do for him? Well, I think I get peace and tranquility from realizing that there is a supreme being and um, putting faith in, in him and, uh, and going to him for strength and then realizing that it's worked. So uh, I've seen it work for for other people, and I've seen it work for for me. And you've I think seen it's an, to prayer, and you've right. Seen. I think it's an important part of, of of my life, and I want it to be an important part of uh, my children's life. Don Shula, by his own admission, was known for his temper, something that he worked assiduously to keep under control. I'm a very sensitive, high-strung person. I hate to be criticized. Uh, I hate to have anything negative said about me. I'm conscious of everything that's said or written. It, it always manages to get back across my desk, uh, either word of mouth or somebody sends me the clippings. And uh, If um, anything uh, is said or written that uh, is uh, not very complimentary, I get upset about it, worry about it, think about it. Maybe too much. I think, I'm, if anything, I'm too sensitive, too high strung. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, I don't know how bad that is. If you didn't worry about it, then you might uh, you might not have the commitments that you have. Although it can, or the, it can uh, cloud sometimes your effectiveness. It's true. I, one of the, uh, the things that one of the faults that I have is that. Uh, I become sensitive to something that might be minute uh, as far as uh, importance goes and worry too much about that and not enough about what's really important. If I'm dealing with 43 players and I know 40, uh, 42 of them are really gun-ho and the 43rd one is questioning or doubting or not really uh, behind the 100%, I worry more about that than I do about the 42 that are that are going to go out and do battle. Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do about that? Block, try, I try, yeah, very much. And, uh, 
I've been able to make it work in most instances. One of the downsides of a public life and a high-profile job is loss of time with one's family. That's uh, certainly the biggest price that I have to pay for my chosen profession. And I'm just uh, thankful that, uh, that Dorothy has understood that and has, been, uh, has done a great job and, and uh, taken my place in situations where I should be there, but I couldn't. Some of them are events that, that uh, I'm not, you know, not very proud to say that I wasn't able to be there when one of my, ch- you know, the birthdays and other graduation from high school and graduation from grade school. I've had to miss some of those important days in, in a uh, child's life. But uh, I, I feel that this is uh, the direction that I have to go and that, uh, they understand uh, the fact that the uh, that I have commitments that, that keep me from these, and they also understand that uh, because of the demands on my time and uh, and uh, what my work uh, requires, that, uh, that the, the benefits that they get there are greater than the benefits that they would be uh, around if, if I were a nine-to-five guy. I've been up in some airplanes on the way to... Uh, the speeches in the off season, or, or um, golf tournaments, or you know whatever, I've wondered why am I why am I here? I should be back uh, spending this time with the family. And I've tried to cut down on those and to uh, devote more and more time uh, with the family. It's uh, it's tougher and tougher to do the older you get because the older you get, you you just seem to to naturally uh, accumulate more responsibilities and opportunities. I hope you enjoyed listening to Coach Don Shula, a man of faith who was able to live out that faith in the public arena. It was from an interview I did with him for a book I wrote in 1976. It has never before been aired. I want to end the show with the quote that ended the chapter on Don Shula. I think the worst thing that that I see, uh, the thing that bothers me the most is an individual with great ability that doesn't uh, have what it takes to make that ability come to the front. In order to get the most out of the ability that, that God has given you, I think that you've got to reach as far as you can reach. Some people that are so afraid, some people you know, never play the game. They never enter into the arena. They never give themselves a chance to uh, accomplish. They, they go through life without knowing how good or how bad they are. I want to find out.